0: Something inside, for for a very long time, for me, I've been drawn to looking at sometimes things which are violent in life. You know. I also grew up not with violence. Well, I mean, yeah, I got some good beatings from my uncle, and stuff, but that's, I don't think it's, it's, it's about that. I was wondering what is this fascination with these things? There is So much cruelty is expressed in life, you know, and many people are look at it, and other people are completely drawn to it. I was always, you know, like, uh, somehow pulled towards that, towards just looking at it, at things which are kind of like a part of you don't want to see. And looking at it, it's been sort of fermenting something inside. And uh, I wanted to, and look at what, what, what? Why is that? Why is, why is this, um, this fascination? Why is this violence in the world? Why is this? Because I see some, I mean, really terrible things. Yesterday I was watching about oh, what was happening in Sri Lanka with the with the Tamil, and, uh, and it's so, it's so wicked. It's just so wicked that the government would target innocent people and bomb hospitals after they said that we're making this a safe zone and actually go to just exterminate the people. It's just so you know, I think you know what where does where does my words come in all of this? Because I can't have a a teaching that's separate from this. You understand? I can't have a teaching that is just about you no know, life is blissful and life is, you know, life is just, you know, Beautiful and so because for some people it's not it's it's, it's terrible it's, it's horrible and so is spirituality only for like people who have had a cozy life with a little bit of difficulty some little personal things or does it apply to people who have been into situations like this the wars and famines and great destruction and who seem to be at the at the The dark end of human um, selfishness, arrogance, and power, and uh, all the nasties. Should we just come, just forget about that, and just talk about? Well, you know, let's be thankful we were in a nice part of the world where we don't have to do that, where we can meditate every day, and we can we can sit and we can sing bhajans and feel very happy. And you know, should we forget that that doesn't happen? I say no. Where does it come? So it has been emerging inside. Because I don't feel that Truth can exclude anything. It has to be that it incorporates, and has completely eyes open, no, no dark glasses, that look at life and say, Where does this come in? Where does this fit in? And I see that people ask these kind of questions, but I don't know if they could cope with the answers that come. You know because we have a concept that life should be comfortable, that we came here, we have a right, you know we have rights and so on which is which is also a part of consciousness's um, you know expression and uh, about on on the right side of consciousness on the on the side of of uh, hope and truth and and loving kindness and compassion and so on, but there's another side of consciousness which is dark and heavy and selfish and and painful and destructive and so on. That's also part of the same consciousness, has these these polarities there. And I see that in countries and amongst people who have things, who have abundance, and who have um, what the majority of us have been conditioned to aspire for, which is a nice family, a nice home, enough money, comfortable life, and so on, is this. Consciousness is, you know, a highest expression, and I see. I see it's not that it's not to come to this world to have fun. It's not to come to this world, to, you know, to have all the things that a human being thinks are so great. For consciousness, as to choose itself, consciousness must choose consciousness, and not choose, not choose time, not choose what is impermanent what not true you know like this and there's a side of the human nature that very very strongly gravitates towards comfort bodily comfort and so on and this is why we are so afraid of death you see and that's why in our fear of death we actually kill in the name of our own fear we do more terrible things to try and preserve something that we cannot preserve actually and even if people exterminated millions of people they themselves would be taken from life anyway we cannot beat life. We just cannot do it. But what I've seen on the other side is that with those who suffer and go through tremendous pain, it is, it is of great benefit to our spiritual growth. It's almost as though like sometimes the worst pain you can go through. It completely cuts the, the trivial mind. It cuts the, the, the petty things. The, you know, the like wanting to have these fantasies about life and oh I'm gonna have a lovely home and I've got lovely children from that side, it completely cuts it and brings you back into the present to look beyond the shallowness of uh, material possessions and even to try and this kind of this kind of eternal dream of being together in a nice way and stuff like that. cut all of that because it's not true. And brings us back to the nakedness, to the naked consciousness that you are just here, and to find your being and understand what your being is. And as for the ones who perpetrate violence, who who glorify, or who are the cause, the the active, the the oppressors and the and the murderers and the haters and so on, they are also needed as expressions of consciousness as well to carry out those acts. But it will be terrible for them also, even if in this life it's not seen by those who would like to see justice from the notion of the concept of justice from 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 the general um, population, that they also go through severe experiences, severe existence in their own way. I remember something in the Bible that uh, Jesus was saying that is like What about those people who were who were like innocent who died when this great wall fell on top of them and so on and uh, caused by their enemies to be killed like this? And he said, you know, these things must happen. But woe, you know, God help those through whom they come, meaning that the ones who are the expressors of that evil, they themselves must they they are also have a, a heavy karma in life but that life cannot be the life cannot be without this suffering it just cannot be this is the message it cannot be without pain it cannot be without jealousy because all of these they help human beings to mature to, to 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 find the truth you know because without it we just develop into this sugar coated beings who are very weak and very shallow and we're seeing also in countries where you know we are in material abundance, how weak people are internally, spiritually, you know, they're they're selfish also. You got a lot more, but you're selfish very often, and very weak, really petty, and uh, in that way. And in places where there's been real hardship, you know, it doesn't mean that that is also. That's no heaven either, but at least the people are more real. They have more sense of what it is. To be compassionate, to be kind and understanding, and know what suffering, know what pain is, and they don't want to see that inflicted upon other people, because they've felt it, and that's how you you gain the badge of compassion. That's how you gain the the real the real compassionate heart. It's not just by being comfortable and giving someone you know fifty euros to go and have a meal. It's 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 something much much more powerful. So as long as we hold on to the concept that, you know, life should be equal and life should be you know, people everybody should have a nice meal and have a nice place to live and so on. This is a human paradigm, a kind of a fantasy about human life, but equality that's very shallow, it has very little understanding in it. That life has always been full of these contrasts, that there's gonna be those who are rich, they're gonna be rich, 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 rich for a while and there will be a season when they will be poor. There will be a season when they, you know, I mean, it's not that even the rich, 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 are having a great life. They're not having a great life because wealth is not a great life. It isolates you from, from real trust. You don't know who who to trust, who who are really your friends. You have a lot of, they have their own, kind of suffering, but most of us feel that we'd be happy to have that type of suffering, to have what they have, but you don't know until you have that. And uh, I see that you know the. the power of God in everything that so you know yes I look at the pictures that I see of people being murdered and children being blown up and, and, and just bodies torn to bits and women raped and murdered and stuff like this, you know. And you say, how can you justify? I say, I cannot justify. But I can observe and I can learn and I can see the hand of God. Because if you look upon life as just you know, you're born, you live, you die, and that's it, vanish, never again. Then you'd say, Wow, that is very, very heavy. That's very that's very heavy because some children won't even come out of the womb alive. So what was the purpose of their eve being conceived? If they won't even make it out, they won't even have a first day, not even a first birthday, year birthday, they won't even have a first day of life. So where does that where does that come into it? And I say that life is a river, it's like a river that is flowing on and on and on and on. And the, the, the consciousness just takes new forms to continue in this growth because most of us, we cannot do it in one life. We cannot clean ourselves in one life. I can see it now clearly. We cannot do it without, uh, unless, you know, through the grace of God. All the beings are in this, this river, and some are nearer to the sea. And some come out in the sea, and some are still up in the hills. They're still in the, they're still going to go into the streams and so on to make it. But it's one life, one river, one water. Whether you call it rain or you call it river or you call it ocean, it's just one one thing. And I I see this I see this very strongly inside my 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 being that there are some beings who are now ready to to be absorbed into the totality. They 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 have been the the river has been through many many valleys and, and they've uh, refined themselves somehow. But we are walking on the same street, you know, with Buddhas and demons. That uh, you know, we we we're we're all in the same thing. But you may say, well, but why are there so little Buddhas and so many bodies? So many Buddhas, so many buddies you know. This I cannot answer because It just maybe means that it's the history of life. And that then, if it takes so little to actually graduate into freedom, and so many who won't, it means that then life must perpetuate for a very, very, very long time. It just means that life will be perpetuated for, for a very long time. If so many, if a thousand come in and one come out every now and again, then this whole movement, the drive of evolution and life, will just continue. And if life exhausts the human expression, it will find another form to continue. The consciousness has to grow in another form, if human beings exterminate themselves. Not that human beings exist as independent, autonomous beings. They don't. They are expressions of consciousness. The consciousness has just continues you know, evolving into new forms, if it needs to do that. But what it started has to finish. And this evolutionary drive of of uh, of life uh, going through these these sometimes in a way, if people could take what I say right now, that somehow even a war, the intensity of suffering is almost like the intensity of grace in another way, because it is so it's so. If you did not have the say that intensity of suffering, then maybe you would live in a climate of material mediocrity for maybe you know another 10 lifetimes because the attraction is so much in the human expression of consciousness to go for the for the comfort and for the the, the lightweight although even there we are going to suffer because if you are attached to material uh, life when you have to leave it you are going to suffer if you are attached to people when they leave you're going to suffer you know it's like the suffering is on every level it's just the scale and the intensity and the visual intensity of the form that it takes. And that when you have a tremendous, uh, intense bout of intense experience, it burns a lot. For, it's like white fire. You see? White fire burns so fiercely that things are just finished in a very quick time. Isn't? White fire? Well, you have a fire, usually orange, no? Mm. And it's if you find the slowest fire is a bit, a bit orange, it burns. It's fire, it burns. But if you look at the very intense fire, it almost goes white. If you look through a blowtorch, at, the, at the, the most powerful point, it's like white. It's the most hot. And it's almost like this white fire intensity of life. It burns a lot of stuff, you know, very, very, very quickly. Like in satsang, we see it also, where. People come to Satsang, they're expecting, you know, a sort of lightness and joy and uh, this stuff. And you get that also because that is also the, the, the icing on the cake in a way. But sometimes what happens is that it starts to burn the, 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 the hardcore stuff, the hidden stuff that's not seen, that we suppress, that we don't want to see, the side of our nature we don't want to see and we suppress. But in the light of, uh, of truth, or the power of consciousness or presence of God, then those energies can't stay hidden. They come to the surface, and that's why people feel terrible sometimes. They get sick and resistance, they want to run away. This thing, and I encourage them to stay because that has to be vomited out. And I say sometimes that you know what might have taken you seven, ten years to process in satsang, maybe just in a few days, it gets burnt because of the intensity of the fire of satsang. It's in the same way that you experience a kind of state of suffering and misery and so on, and it can take the form of, a, you know, a psychological, emotional, you know, intensity and pain, and some people prefer physical pain to emotional pain. They are both forms of, you know, of intense experience, leading to the state of suffering. But this is the only way that I can include. And I see, I'm so my heart is just alive with that seeing. That there has to be a purpose of all of this, you know. It cannot just be that. Well, you mean there's no God. I see God very much in this. In the fire of life, where things burn, and the acid of life, I see God. And sometimes in the nice, sweet little moments when we have time to paint our fingernails. You know, and to go to the spa and to meet and have a cappuccino and to complain about, you know, our calories and stuff like that. I see sometimes, and the devil actually. In that, because you lose your vitality, you lose your the power of your being, you know, succumbs to just stupid things, stupid, stupid expressions of life, you know, and I see in situations where there's intense pain, I see the presence of God also, there. But you have to have the mindset, you have to have the inner um, maturity that will open up insights and wisdom inside you to see and to appreciate life in all of its expression. Because there is a side to us that has been educated, that has been conditioned to go for what is pretty and soft and pink, And 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 all of that, you know, like that's a nice life and to have other people praise you and say, Oh, he's so great and look, you know, he has a Lamborghini and all of this type of stuff. But it's not a life at all. At the real level. And many people we see that people who have these things, they commit suicide and they jump off out of out of off bridges and high buildings just because something is still unbearable, even in that expression. I've been to countries where I've been very, very wealthy. And I find very little soul, soul connection there. Very, very little soul expression there. Just a kind of coldness, sort of like that people are dead. And I found in countries where there's been poverty, and sickness, and and so on, a lot more compassion and openness, a softness, a depth of life as I know it to be, more expressed in that. Now, can I say that I prefer this life? I would not want to choose it. It's very hard for the human being to choose it. And there are some people. There are some people who say that perhaps before we we were launched into this life, into this bodily life, at one time we had to review our lives, and that we possibly uh, chose to have a life that was going to bring these difficulties that would keep us more near to God or to realize the truth. You see, and that we had the choice of choosing a life that was also full of of lot a lot of pleasures, but the game would be longer. I don't know, but I am open to this scene because I see there is a place for this. Why not? If you could think before you live, rather live and then think about it. If you could think about it and choose before it, from the highest place in God's kingdom to choose. You may choose a life, a material life, a human life, that has real challenges, to keep you so that you don't stray because many people who have who have so-called done well in the world you know for me they are spiritually very weak They've, they, have, they have, not, not necessarily has to be like that but I'm saying very often it is like that because we go for the thing that will will perpetuate our bodily existence and we don't think in terms of our soul life of our heart life but more just of our bodily life That that is where we put the emphasis and the value on the bodily life. You know, and the emotional life. So this is what came, as I reflected. And sometimes for me it has been very good, you know, to just to be alone. Um, to because these were the, these were the contemplations and insights that aw- aw- awakened in me when I, when I contemplate like that. So that is perhaps uh, a new avenue of expression that's going to come through, such more and more now. Like God opens up these avenues of seeing uh, how it can be expressed, whether there are people, it's gonna make for very difficult listening for some people. But also it's such a liberation, it's such a it's such a liberation, you know. Because even in this body, it's kept some fear in this body. And that fear, I see it served, it served inside to keep an alertness, it keeps a, it keeps some it keeps that attention there to keep the, the, the attention just in the nucleus of the heart. So I feel that uh, it's, it's, it's a much wider uh, view for me now. The thing is that uh, where the teaching is important, and where you know, masters are important, is to be able to, to present the, a higher view of life to people. Because much of our suffering is also to do with our interpretation of you know, sometimes great blessing are here, but they're not seen because we have a different paradigm, we have a different belief of what a good life should be. And it doesn't include painful situations. So the minute when something feels painful, we see it as bad. If we see something bad, then you suffer because then why is this bad thing only happening to me? But through what I've just been expressing. If you if you open your mind up to see that, then you can accept these states more, and grow much more speedily through them. You see, because it's not just the the, the actuality of the situation that we suffer; it's the interpretation that we suffer. We suffer from our interpretations, what we take things to represent. This is why I say man doesn't have to change things materially so much, as to change his perspective, the way that we look. At uh, the life that uh, that is being lived on so many levels uh, of expression. So I, I mean, I'm happy that we're recording this somehow, because I feel that it is just arising in my heart to say this now, and that the people who listen to this will have space inside them to reflect on it, to not just dismiss it immediately, but to listen again and again and again until some space opens up, because. Really, contrary to how we may react by hearing something, it's like, like we're making an excuse for violence or something like that. Because that's the way the mind can see it: He's justifying that there's violence, that it's okay to be violent. Say, that's a very shallow way. Please stop and keep quiet and listen, listen inside your heart more, and learn from your own situation. Because there's no human being that is exempt from suffering states. And look, even if you don't understand what I'm saying on the bigger picture, look in your own life and see that you have grown. Not just from sugar coated experiences, but often from painful experiences. That's what has really stepped up your growth, has really deepened your maturity. We've really contributed to your life. But we still don't learn to say thank you for those. We say thank you for the things that we should say no thank you to. You see? And we say, you know, no thank you to the things that you should say yes, you should be on your knees for and say thank you that you brought this maturity in this life through the means that were necessary for me to learn so i feel that like what i'm speaking is offering mankind a way out is not to say you know to to um uh, condone violence because it's not to condone violence because who who but someone whose heart is very much dark can be the perpetuator of suffering intentionally you see but even unintentionally, we can't help. We even without anybody else, we create our own suffering. Something inside us engineers suffering because we have to taste that as consciousness. To keep back, to keep under on on in the state of consciousness, you see, rather than just go slipping off into those mental zones that just make us just just turn your life into porridge, basically. You, you, you know, so. Why I found this? Why I'm seeing this? Because I so hated the look of violence. I so hated to see. But why is this? Why is this? I so hated it that I had to look and uh, to find God's eyes and God's mind in me. But where does this come in? And I can only see. It. But said, "But you may say, but but does it have to go so far? Does it have to be so horrible?" This I cannot answer. I can just say sometimes the more horrible something is, the more it burns out what is superficial and you know what is valueless inside us, because we have a propensity towards uh, holding on to things which are valueless. Not just valueless, but they actually they leave uh, seeds of darkness and to sprout later inside us. They leave a, a kind of static. They leave a, a hardness of heart inside us. That many people tell me, you know, my heart feels hard. It doesn't open and stuff like this. You see, and I try to help them from the highest perspective, but they can't assimilate that highest perspective. Yes, they have got to go through. And sometimes I wondered, you know, like I went myself to so many states to be where where where, 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 where I am here. And many people are passing down in a way to make a road that was easier for them in a way. I didn't plan that in my mind. I'm going to do this to make road. But I always had this place that if salvation is only for me, if it's only for me, I don't want it. It's not appealing for me. If salvation is only for me, it's always been. It has to be for us. It has to be that if I go through the door, then I have to hold it free so others can go. As many can come through as possible until my strength fails me. It has always been like something inside me like that. So if God was saying, No, I like you, Muji, you come in, I said, No, 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 but uh, I have these friends and these friends. How many friends? Well, I've got seven and a half billion of them actually, if I can come in like that. So if I find a solution, it cannot just be for me. It must be for me first, because it has to be my eyes that have to be clear. And then as much as possible to see if the eyes of other beings can be more clear about these things, and uh, of course, not everybody is going to accept. it. People are going to, what are my words, they flush them down the toilet, and that's okay. I, I'm not asking for membership, but I just feel in my heart that it has to be spoken because I've seen so much pain and the pain of the world. Sometimes people see and they see me and they say, "There's a lot of peace in you, but there's also pain in you." And they said, "Yes, the pain of the whole world is in me." You know. The pain of the whole of existence is in me, but also the joy of God is in me. The light of truth is in me. So I'm all of it. I'm all of it. I'm all the suffering is inside me. But where do they really come from when they say there's a lot of pain in you? Well, because there is something that is there. I don't. It, it's not like it's it's not crippling me. But I I think because of the love that is there inside my heart for life. And if I'm gonna have love for life, I have to carry life's pain as well. Somehow it's inside my being. I can't, you know, I can't pick and choose. You know, I take the nice bits and leave the, you know, because I grew up like that as well. Too that, you know, you want the nice bits. I'm not different from other human beings. I want uh, the nice bits, but then I get a chance to look at the nice bits and say they're not so nice. They're not so nice. I don't need a life with uh, with mansions. I don't need all these things. You know, my life has always been comfortable, simple. But uh, of course, you have your extravagances a bit sometimes. You know, you know, you know, I don't need I don't need you know, thirty T-shirts, you know. You understand? So this is kind of my extravagance. But even if the thirty T-shirts, they're normally thirty T-shirts on the carpet sale, so it's not. So... <laughs> yeah. I hope today's message. I feel it came from the heart of God. And I hope it goes into the heart of God in the form of other human beings, if they have space for it. But I don't expect that it's going to go down so well, initially. But I feel good that something, like I took it out, I took it out, I took it out, put it out. I feel like that this morning. This is all. Place in your presence, don't bind yourself do anything.